0: in this season you will hear from guest experts in the field of holistic and well-being where they will share takeaway tidbits for you to try out and hopefully share with us on my platform for like-minded people over on instagram my tag name is at nicola paul p-a-u double out all of my contact details are in the show notes of whichever directory you are listening on today There will also be solo episodes from me on how to work through any emotional blocks you might be having, guided meditation tips and advice and many more grounding and vibrational energy episodes, which of course I hope that you love listening to and if you want to share your experiences on how they have benefited you, my main platform at the minute is Instagram. So, also some co-host episodes with some incredible entrepreneurs who I've been blessed to collab with. It's going to be a jam-packed, wholesome goodness for my friends and I'm so grateful to have you come on my journey. So buckle up and enjoy the ride. Let's head on over to this week's episode, Love and Light. Welcome back my lovely listeners. And in this week's episode, I have the pleasure of bringing on to the show an inspiring lady who is the creator of the International Guild of Complementary Therapists, which is the world-renowned body, promoting and setting the standards for holistic and complementary therapists and course providers. The IGCT logo serves as reassurance for anyone looking for a skilled complementary therapist or an accredited course in the various disciplines within the holistic sphere. All therapists and courses listed in the IGCT directory are approved personally by the Guild. She has owned and run the British Academy of Reiki for nearly 10 years, as well as being the owner of the Ashby Holistic Centre in Leicestershire. Marion is her name. And she is also an external an international bestselling author of 11 spirituality and holistic therapy books. All of Marion's details for her contact details of where you can reach out to her or even read her beautiful books or have a look around her absolutely stunning website. Um, will all be in the show notes but also this lovely lady is also my external verifier for my accredited courses which I provide to students on my online academy amongst many other skills and expertise that she serves to us without further ado let's introduce Marion onto the show wow what an amazing introduction it's very
1: actually it sounds very weird um, kind of listening to all of the things that you've said, all of course, which are true, but I don't really reflect on what I've actually done. I'm looking forward and, and thinking about the things that I would like to do in the future. So thank you for the introduction and the reminder of all the things that I have done. Um, and it's my pleasure to have you as a member of the Guild because I know how much effort, commitment and um determination you, you put into your courses. So it's my absolute pleasure to have you as one of our members.
0: Oh, Marion! stop. You make me very emotional because <laughs> I'm just so, so grateful that you have come into my life. Also, as well as the business side of it but just you as a person like your soul is so pure and your heart is so big and you are just such an absolute inspiration for me because since I've known you you have been nothing but accommodating and helpful and You know, I just that's why I asked you to come on as well as everything else we're going to talk about, but also just because I just want every other people to hear you and get to know you and experience what you have to offer also.
1: Wow this is why one of the reasons why we actually created the guild because we were my husband and I I say we so it's mostly me because I'm the face of the business I'm the one who works with the therapist works with the holistic and has that understanding my poor husband bless him he has all the technical skills and knowledge which I don't have so hopefully we make uh, a good team Mm -hmm. but I was quite aware As as the years went on, as I was working as a complementary therapist, um, I, I found that most therapists are either employed by somebody or they work on their own. If they work on their own, then they become quite isolated because they see clients day in, day out, and they help those clients. You know, therapists who are in this industry work from the bottom of their heart, they have a lot of love caring and compassion for their clients mm-hmm. but equally there there isn't very much of that for them so they they give so much but they don't have the resources the time the knowledge to actually fill themselves back up again mm-hmm. so i wanted to create a community which was um accessible for all therapists um i wanted to create somewhere that they would feel comfortable so we have a forum we have um you know uh, these kind of like bi-monthly meetings or chats that people can join in we we offer accreditation for courses which um, people can create from scratch Mm. Um, so I work in combination with insurance companies to allow that to happen
0: and that's because um, that's what attracted me to you when you found me and you said I notice that you do you know you create your own courses and I was really struggling to find someone online that would allow me to create my own version but this but it to still be an accredited qualification yes so that's where you came in for me sorry I just wanted to jump on in with that part because that's 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 the bit that drew me to you as well Yeah I don't think
1: there should be any restrictions to learning Um, some people have a problem with distant or remote learning and I think that so long as the course is well written Mm -hmm. as yours is as well it's very well written I enjoyed reading it Um, there should be no restrictions people Mm -hmm. should be able to learn no matter where in the world they they live so they could live in a you know a poor town somewhere in the middle of nowhere yeah. where they don't have access to many resources or the nearest town could be 50 miles away and they may not be able to get there mm-hmm. but there's no reason why those people can't educate themselves that they can that then they have the tools and resources they need to lead a better life either whether that takes them to a a different job um, or whether it just changes them or helps them individually. Mm -hmm. So that's very, very important um, to me, really.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is your your concept of the reason why you bought, you know, obviously you created um, your platform is Very similar concept to the reason why I created my platform for study and learning is that same concept of it can you can reach anyone around the globe as long as they have a laptop and a decent Internet. The rest of it, you know, can be at their own leisure as well. And, you know, for my courses, it's not about there's no time frame with it um but as you know obviously you know but they can do it as and when they want to and that was another reason as well that really appealed to me with you is you gave that option as well for for learners you know
1: yes yeah absolutely you know Gone are the days where people can give up their evenings or have time in the evenings to Mm -hmm. go to college, um, you know, the weekends, etc. Life has changed. You know, people go online so much more and people shop online now. Mm -hmm. And so... It's great to be able to learn distantly or remotely. It's, it's lovely to have that opportunity. And mm-hmm. I completely agree with you by not having time restrictions on completing a course, yeah. then that really kind of takes the pressure off lots of people because, you know, things happen in life. Mm-hmm. It might be that you set out with the intention that you want to complete a course in four or five months, but you could go through a divorce, a bereavement, a yeah. job loss. Yeah. Anything can happen mm-hmm. that can hinder your progress. So, why should you be penalized for life events?
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. I want to actually go back to the beginning, Marion. Um, okay. before, before all your beautiful creations who who are who is Marion? Who is the face behind all of this? Who are you? Oh, gosh. Okay. right. So going back to the very beginning,
1: right? So I was born in Birmingham. Mm -hmm. Um, As you can probably tell Because sometimes the accent's still there It comes out in certain aspects of my speech My dad um, was Polish He had come over here after the war He'd been a prisoner in Siberia And he had, I would say, post-traumatic stress Quite significant mental health problems In those days, there wasn't any treatment. Things weren't recognised. And I remember growing up feeling embarrassed by him because he would have these anger outbursts. Um, He would he was never kind of angry towards the family, but it would be an emotional outburst where he would occasionally punch the wall or just have to get out of the house he didn't like to be confined he was always out and about and I just remember being quite young and just wanting my dad to be the same as other children's dads you know calm relaxed etc so I guess in that way it was very difficult but as I became an adult it made me realize how difficult it had been for him Mm um I I'm just trying to sort of think what else happened in my youth. My dad became ill when I was nine. He had a massive stroke. And so I became a child carer too, which was naturally quite hard. So I grew up in some ways an adult as a child. Mm. Um, But I also obviously felt I had some catching up to do. I was also, um, I guess it bit strange because I knew things that were going to happen. Um, I could tell if somebody was going to die, which was awful. Um, because I would see like a black cloud or an aura around them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember one day going shopping with my mom and I, I was tugging on my mom's coat saying this lady's going to die. And she was, you know, as she was talking to somebody and, you know, lo and behold, this woman had died a couple of days later. So I was told in no uncertain terms, you know, please don't say these things. It's embarrassing or we don't understand why this is happening. So I shut off a part of that for quite a while, for many years. And it was only, gosh, about 11 or 12 years ago when my husband was quite poorly. He'd been on one of those adventure trips to the Himalayas and he had severe altitude sickness. And he was in hospital in China for around about six or seven weeks because, of course, you have to be fit to fly before you can come home. And when he came home, he just wasn't right. Um, he would fall asleep very quickly. Um, one day he got out of bed and sat on the side of the bed and he fell over and banged his head on the skirting board. And so I said, well, gosh, you know, as you can imagine, there's a real crack. Um, I said, you're going to hospital. So he went to the local hospital. They couldn't find out what was wrong with him. But it was very concerning because he was getting progressively worse, so much so that his hands were shaking like he had advanced Parkinson's. He couldn't eat properly. And literally, I thought he was going to die. Eventually, he got a transfer to a, a big teaching hospital in Nottingham, the Queen's Medical Centre. And they discovered that he had a rare form of muscular dystrophy. And they said that with time, his muscles would be basically, he would they would be able to function. And he would get progressively worse and he would probably die in a couple of years, which as you can imagine, would be a massive, mm. a massive shock. Yeah. And so at this time, my mom was also in hospital and she had cancer. And so I was spending part of my day going to one hospital and the other part of the day going to the other. Mm. And one evening I was flicking through the TV channels and I saw a program on healing. And I was told that I could do this. It wasn't me thinking in my head. It was, I was told, which sounds very strange if that hasn't happened to you or to other people. I'm assuming it probably has happened because you are quite spiritual. You probably had that kind of guidance at some point, Mm -hmm. but I was told to do this. And it took me back like 25 odd years ago when I used to be a beauty therapist in London. So, um, I used to have one of these, um, an clients and he was a hippie. He had the beard and the beads, et cetera. And he would come to me and he said, Oh, you could be a healer. And so I started to research healing courses and Reiki kept coming up. And I thought, well, if nothing else, at least it just gives me the opportunity to have a day off from hospital. Mm -hmm. So I learned the first degree and began to practice on my husband and he became better, Mm -hmm. very much better. And then I went on to the second level because I thought, gosh, you know, there's so much more to learn here. And again, he became much better and he went, back to the hospital for his checkup and full of like beans and energy and and enthusiasm to tell the hospital consultant he was better Mm -hmm. only to be told by the consultant well don't expect this to last you will get worse and so he went from being you know floating with the clouds to dropping like a stone Mm -hmm. and so he stopped going to the hospital Mm -hmm. um and he then just had reiki and he got more progressively better and so much so that he can do the things that you and I can do now and so that's that's amazing so Mm -hmm. then I learned um, all three levels of Reiki and began to practice and teach and so it's been a very enjoyable experience it's given me the opportunity to be able to meet and work with people that I wouldn't have seen or or met before and I absolutely love that work and then I trained as a psychotherapist um, because I was interested in all of those issues and always had been but also to try and give back and try and help people because my dad never had the help that he deserved and he really did struggle Mm. so I guess it was kind of as as a as a token gesture to my dad who obviously you know, he's no longer with us. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, so I practice those two skills. I um, offer food intolerance testing. But my main thing is I love the one-to-one sessions with people because being able to help people move on, um, giving them the tools that they need to change their life is extremely important to me, as I I assume is to
0: you as well. Absolutely. And I do feel... Um, and I'm I'm quite sure you'll agree with me, Marion, is that with a lot of the work we do, whether it's the spiritual work, the mental counseling work, the teaching work, it normally stems back from our past for the yes. reason why we then go into that career. Um, because normally it's from your own experiences and some of you know can be really troubled ones that then you feel that you're the perfect candidate to then you know as long as you get the qualification to be able to change these people's lives you're the best person really for the job because you've been there you've experienced it all yourself so you can relate to that person that you're helping more so I feel do you agree (laughs) Absolutely. I think that
1: society now has changed so much that people expect everything to be done for them or they expect their life to be perfect Mm -hmm. and I think that if you have what I call resilience and resilience can only be gained through experience and this can be this got to be a negative experience of some description Mm -hmm. because then it reshapes you it remolds you into the person that you really are if you go through life without having any any troubles then i suppose in some ways it's fantastic to have an easy life mm-hmm. but there are kind of consequences to that so if you live a life without any stress or worry or major concerns then there will be time when something happens because quite naturally no one's complete life it is mm-hmm. is easy mm-hmm. and so that is when people find it very difficult if they're not used to dealing with problems then they find it very difficult to deal with a problem when it when it occurs.
0: Yeah, 100 percent. That is right. Yeah. Especially with um, I mean, I don't know how you sort of feel with the fact that, you know, I like to call it Rona now because I can't even face the fact of, you know, what we've all of us have Mm -hmm. been through um, the last 18 months of everybody's lives have been completely turned up down upside down but how have you like with your actual work side of things how has that made an impact for you It's made me feel quite sad that people
1: need this help. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, there really isn't very much available on the national health system. We are so lucky to have this this kind of like, you know, the national health system that we have here. We're extremely lucky. However, I feel that it needs to be updated in some way. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I guess that's more of a kind of like political argument because where would the funding, et cetera, come from this? Mm. So um, I think that I've been saddened by the number of people that really can't cope with what I would consider to be relatively small Mm -hmm. challenges. Mm -hmm. And I think that the best way that people can cope is to learn to look at what they have to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. Um, Lots of people had difficulty staying at home. And I appreciate that if you have a very crowded household or if you're in a difficult situation, if you're in um, a violent or problematic relationship, that must have been absolutely horrendous. Mm -hmm. But for the majority of people, they found it difficult because they were at home with their own thoughts. Mm, most yeah. people are rushing around and don't really take the time to really think properly yeah so I I guess that you know having that time to think then allows them the opportunity to look at their life and think well do I want to carry on like this do I want to carry on with my job with my relationship you know or do I want to make certain changes so people have been coming to me to help them cope either with a situation that they can't feel, that they can't change. Mm -hmm. Because, of course, there are things that people can't change. You can't change if you're – you can't change a situation if you're a carer for somebody that's very sick. But you Mm -hmm. can change the way that you think about it, Mm -hmm. the way that you deal with it. Um, Or sometimes people just have difficulty making life decisions. So I guess the two things that have happened with COVID have been that either people – Want, well, so first of all, people want to make changes, mm-hmm. but either they, they don't know how to deal with them. Um, they don't know how to deal with those changes and they just need some guidance or support to help them make those decisions. Or if they can't make the changes, then they have to look at how they can deal with their situation
0: mm mm-hmm. yeah I mean, for me personally when that happened i mean i'm i I work from home a lot anyway, so when it was down to lockdown for me, there was no change in that respect i mean i I know I'm very very fortunate and lucky and i you know and there are others that aren't that will be listening, so I don't want to sort of you know big it up too much in that respect but for yeah. me personally um it gave me it allowed me permission to just strip back to the basics and be grateful for sleeping in a comfortable bed having a roof over my head being able to eat nutrition food like the real back to basics but for for us that's basics but for other people in other countries that's not that's not you know that would be a luxury to them and it just gave me I went very inward when um COVID hit us um I was very more I was a lot more with doing a lot more meditation being a lot more around nature um what was your what was your um you know how did you deal with with all okay so
1: I was very structured so I had my daily routine and having routine is really important um and then I would I would always certainly make sure that I had my walks and my mm-hmm. dogs make sure I have my walks anyway yeah. but certainly with meditation that helped mm-hmm. but again this like you this kind of like feeling of gratitude yeah. of being grateful for what you have mm-hmm. not what you would like mm-hmm. but what you have and that kind of like slows things down and you do become more not insular but you think more inwardly
0: you are much calmer more present aren't you in the moment yes you know? yeah Yeah, you definitely value each minute more than when your life just takes over and it becomes a little bit more sort of fast paced and out of control. Definitely. Um, So I was going to ask you for some takeaway advice for listeners, but I feel that you've given quite a lot already. (laughs) (laughs) I do like to talk. (laughs) No, no, as in for me, my this platform that we're using now the podcast platform for me is for listeners that you know might be struggling with things um in their lives at any time and it doesn't matter what it is either it, you know okay my platform is mainly for the well-being holistic community the mindfulness thing but yeah. that, that that is a big massive umbrella of everything really yes it doesn't you know it doesn't just have to be the well-being mindfulness so when I have guests on obviously it's very we're very similar connected with you know like what we believe in what how what we work what industries we work in and stuff but just for the listeners just because the time just goes so quick. And I say this to all of my guests, because it just feels it's well, it's a natural flow of conversation, which I absolutely love. I love talking as well, Mary. Yeah. So don't worry, honestly, we're both the same. <laughs> <laughs> but just one thing. If the listener that for, for the listeners that are obviously, you know, really sort of they've they've listened to the end of this episode, if you like, um, if you could just give them one takeaway piece of advice from from your expertise of course of if they are just going through something in their lives and like I said it could be this could be for anybody um if they're just going through a struggle in their life mentally but they just do not know where to go how to like you know try and deal with it what tool to use just give me a couple of recommendations, if that's OK with you. OK, of course. Yes. Right. OK.
1: So let me think. Ooh, OK. Um, if you're struggling, if anybody is struggling with um, dealing with a situation, if you have a problem, if it's something that you are struggling to deal with, mm-hmm. then. The more you think about the problem, the more you immerse yourself in the problem, the bigger it becomes. So try to think about... How you can actually deal with. Think about the solutions. And if it's difficult for you to think about things because lots of information is kind of like running around your mind, it's rolling over, etc., then just sit down somewhere quiet for five minutes and just literally write down the possible solutions, the possible outcomes, the things that you can change. So make a list. And at first that might seem overwhelming. So then break down those things into smaller steps. Mm -hmm. So if you're in, um, for example, something simple, if you're looking for a job and you're finding you're having a lot of rejections, then just write down perhaps that you might need to review um, your interview technique, you might need to look at your CV, you might need to actually think about whether it's the kind of job that you want to do or that you think you should do so evaluate everything break it down and then the most important thing is to actually take action do something about it because if the information is just in your head it's not going to make any difference okay
0: Great advice! Thank you so much, Marion. That's just (laughs) thank you, Nicola. What I love about you is you really simplify and break it down so easy for everybody just to understand, right? And that's that is a credit to you, Marion. Thank you, thank you very much. It's been it's been my
1: pleasure to actually meet with you today, and I love our chats anyway, whether they're you know in this format or something else. Yeah. So it's been my pleasure. Yeah.
0: You're absolutely welcome. So before we go, say goodbye to the listeners, but also, Marion, let the listeners know where they can reach out to you. Okay, so um,
1: you can reach out to me at the British Academy of Reiki. And do you want me to give the website or...
0: Yeah, just just reel it all off because it's all going to be in the show notes anyway with the links and everything. But it would just be nice just to sort of let us let the listeners now know whereabouts to get get hold of you. that would be email address as well, whatever. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. Yeah.
1: Okay. So I can be found at the British Academy of Reiki. So that's British Academy of Reiki, ww of Reiki dot co dot uk. Yeah. um, and also the International Guild of Complementary Therapists, and that's www.therapyguild.info mm-hmm. and also Ashby Talking Therapies, which is, um, again, www.ashbytalkingtherapies.co.uk thank you very much for listening i hope i've given you all some tips and some advice um the most important thing is to say stay positive and look forward to the future and um try not to look back too much because then you'll stumble
0: oh thank you marion it's thank you nicola absolute pleasure and to everyone that's been listening today thanks for your time also as well and we really hope that you have took some amazing and inspiring uh takeaway tidbits from myself and marion and like i said all our show notes are going to be in um wherever you're listening today on your podcast um so yeah reach out to marion if there's anything that you know you just maybe need a bit of guidance with or something else so till next time my lovely listeners love and light